Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another podcast with ACD Chop Masala. It's your host, same voice you've been hearing for the past few episodes, Zisha. And today's episode, guys, is a really important one. It's about um, sexual abuse within the Desi community. And, you know, I just want to put a trigger warning out there because this is a huge issue that is incredibly widespread in not only the Desi community, but in general in society and especially within our, you know, our age range and our demographic. And to anybody that is listening that this could be a sensitive topic to, or it just hits a little, it's sensitive to everyone, of course, but if you've gone through any sexual abuse or any sexual violence, I am with you, my heart is with you, ACD is with you, and if you ever need extra support, please get in contact with someone from our organization and we will point you in the right direction and just provide the appropriate space for you because it is a real issue and I'm sorry for all the times that you've been invalidated from your anxieties or your fears or anything relating sexual abuse and again I'm just this is a difficult episode and I'm very sorry again to anyone that has gone through anything remotely in this facet of an experience and of a trauma. So again, trigger warning, take your time listening to this episode or don't come back to it when you're in a good headspace. And again, we're here for you. Okay. Um, I would say enjoy the episode, but that is insensitive and not at all what I, the words that I want to choose. So rather just be informed to everybody else that maybe it isn't as personal of an issue to um, or hasn't been directly affected by it, this episode is to educate and to inform, and I hope it does that. All right, so getting into the podcast, today we're going to be talking, like I said, about sexual abuse within the Desi community. There is an insane amount of cases that are being reported. Rape accounts for, on average, 12% of all crimes against women in India. However, about 6.3% of rape cases are reported per 100,000 of the population. That statistic is just for the overall country. Some geographical locations, such as Delhi or Sikkim, have rape rates of 22.5 and 30.3, respectively. According to Reports published by the Live Mint, 99% of sexual violence cases go unreported, which is why the average rate of rape cases in India are so low when comparing them to worldwide statistics. And a reason, you know, for these unreported cases is because of the culture that we have against sexual violence. There is this misogynistic tone that is obviously global, but when it comes to more of our Desi cultures, like many of us are aware of, and some of us are not aware of, there is this shame around sex in general. It's not something that we talk about. Um, it's not something that is brought up a lot. And, you know, we could go into, you know, different faiths in the Desi culture and how there's differences when it comes to sex regarding, you know, the, that, that culture and how they regard sex. But when it comes to sexual abuse, there is an even more lack of sharing that because it's not even in a positive aspect, it's in a negative aspect. And when we don't educate our youth and when we don't educate our cultural society to speak about these things and to advocate for oneself, when something as harmful as this happens, there's even more fear because individuals feel like I can't say anything about this, you know? And there is a huge, huge, huge discrepancy against 
sex when it comes to that, not sex as in, you know, fornication, sex as in, you know, female versus male. And, you know, I know that those are not the only two sexes, but just speaking in a general sense here, um, that could be a case for why so many of these statistics are going unreported. And we have to actively seek to change that. And I know there are so many organizations out in, you know, our DC communities, out in DC countries, predominantly DC countries that are doing an incredible job at bringing awareness to that. One example of a really, really, really tragic case that took place in Delhi in India was of um, a woman named Nirbhaya, N-I-R-B-H-A-Y-A, and um, they were a 23-year-old physiotherapy student in Delhi, and she was gang raped by four men, Akshay Thakur, Vinay Sharma, Pawan Gupta, and Musek Singh. Tragically, Nirbhaya passed away from her injuries days after surviving being raped by six men on a moving bus. The four men named above were sentenced to death and were hung for the rape and murder of Nirbhaya. The case of Nirbhaya gained attention from all over the world and pressed for justice on her behalf and other women's behalf. This tragic case led to outrage and demands for stricter and newer anti-rape laws in India. And, you know... That alone, that story, Nirbhaya's story, is one story amongst millions of people all over the world. And if that doesn't, like, hit you right in the gut, there is a sense of disconnect when it comes to sexual violence because just like so many other detrimental things that happen on society on a day-to-day basis, we are desensitized. So many people are desensitized to these things because to these subjects because we are habituated. And in psychology, when, when your brain is, is being exposed to a stimuli over and over and over again, you get habituated. So in, in speaking in a general sense, a lot of people that have not gone through sexual violence, even some people that have gone through some type of sexual violence or sexual assault or rape, when you, get a, when you are... S- in taking all of that stimuli in mass media and on social media and news about sexual violence, we're just kind of taking it in like, ah, oh, that sucks. And, and we have our moments that are like, oh my God, like this is an issue and we need to fight it. But then there are other times when we just simply take in that information and we're so, it is so wretched that we become habituated and we accept that stimuli as normal. When it is not normal. It's not like you go outside and the sun's out and you're like, oh, normal. You don't notice the sun every single day. And that's something that we need to become sensitized to because what does it have to take? Does it have to take us being the victim? Does it have to take you being the victim? Does it have to take your sister or your brother or your mother or someone very close to you to have to, you know, wake that part of us up, you know? And I don't say that in an attacking way. I say it in a way that and I'm not speaking directly to the DC community. I'm speaking to the parameters of just like every college student ever, specifically men, because there is a very relaxed and uneducated nature that is being spread um, amongst that population of just like passive, you know, whether that's in our Greek life or in specific institutions where men, you know, in workplaces where men have the power, most of the time they have the upper hand because that's how society was created for men to have the upper hand and abusing that up, abusing that history of power that was gifted to them, thus resulting in so many of these rape cases. And, you know, there are so many different reasons for rape, um, none of which are valid, but the ways in which 
someone rapes another person inevitable of gender, there is a discrepancy and a majority when it comes to men raping women, men sexually assaulting women. And that is a huge issue that needs to be talked about more for women to prevent that and to be in safer situations, even though we've been doing preventative work and women are still being raped and men are still being raped and men are still raping. And there are, you know, there's a small subcategory of women that are also raping and sexually assaulting other individuals. And, you know, there needs to be more awareness about that And, you know, I'm sure our podcast team will provide some information about how to get connected and, you know, point people in the right direction when it comes to what can we be doing about, you know, sexual assault awareness. Um, And it's actually Sexual Assault Awareness Month in April. So if there's anything that you guys can do, we will link you, push you in the right direction and, you know, hopefully prevent cases like Nirbaya's that was so, so tragic and, you know, my heart and my love goes out to her family. And so kind of talking about what's actually being done on it, it kind of moves us into talking about, you know, the amount of misogyny in India and a lot of these Desi, predominantly Desi countries that people automatically believe what the men say because the men have been holding the power in these countries for so long. Even women have felt, if not explicitly, implicitly pushed to believed to believe men when it comes to topics even of sexual assault from women that are near and dear to them or not near and dear. Um, And, you know, people should be focusing on all aspects and point of views when it comes to someone being, in, in general, but especially when it comes to sexual assault because there is such a deep ingrained disbelief that that these women are are, are telling the truth. People think that, peop- that these women are lying or that they're doing it for attention when only... I believe the statistic is that only two to eight percent of um, sexual assaults actually that that are reported are um, not true. I believe the the statistic is somewhere around there. It's a very small population of the hundred percent that are reporting. You know, um, which the hundred percent that are reporting is an even smaller fraction of the people that are being sexually assaulted. What else is being done about it? Um, Police are being pressured and demanded by protesters to take these cases seriously and bring justice to those who have fallen victim to rape crimes and sexual assault crimes by handling those that are convicted appropriately with the appropriate time in, you know, jail, prison, etc. And India overall, we're just trying, they're trying to make it safer for women. Predominantly Desi countries are trying to make it safer for women by speaking up and talking about what is going on. And that's the beauty of protesting is just bringing awareness to what the people in power are not focusing on and allowing women to, you know, share their voice, speaking up, um, to feel understood and noticed. And at the rate that with that India is moving towards right now with thousands of rape and assault cases going unnoticed and unreported because of the shame, the, the shame that women are feeling and the fear of being deemed a liar or the stigma associated with sexual assault crimes, there needs to be more action on how the agenda of these countries are changing. And the only way to do that is through awareness. And a lot of people think that, you know, Instagram and all these social media, what is it? What do we call it? We call it um, performative activism, right? 
And there is such a point to performative activism. Reposting something on your story is going to do very little. But the activism that that creates, hoping that it's going to hit those few people that have that fire in their heart to stand up for the things that have affected them. And most times, more often than not, it's going to be the people that have been personally victimized by something to stand up and go fight for it. You know, I know in moments in my life where I feel like I have been victimized in a lot of ways. It has pushed me to speak up about the things that have mattered. It has pushed me to do this podcast and to say the things that might be triggering to some people or, you know, like scary for some people to talk about or, you know, to go into the field that I want to, which is incredibly uncomfortable for some people um, in regards to mental health or just the underserved populations, people that don't have their basic needs met. That comes from a place of feeling a small fraction of what all marginalized communities, what all impacted, what all communities of grief have experienced, you know? So it's it's the people that are underserved. It's the people that are not only underserved in this situation, abused, no matter their socioeconomic status. There is a perspective that is gained when you go through a sexual assault that allows you to have a fire inside of you. Some people go numb and they can't do that fire. And some people are alive with wanting to fight back so that other women, other men don't have to go through what they went through. And that feeling of fear of in that moment, no matter how the body digests it and everybody's body and, and psyche takes that abuse, that assault, that sexual assault differently, but everybody internalizes it and doesn't forget it. And everybody uses it differently. Some people bury it. Some people use it to fight their country's laws against um, sexual assault. And that's beautiful to me. Um, So moving into age and gender play um, and the the factor that that plays in sexual abuse, 37% of India's population is made up of children under 18. And out of those children interviewed by the Ministry of Women and Child Development, The Ministry of Women and Child Development stated that out of those 12,447 children interviewed, about 53% that they have experienced some type of sexual abuse. May that be being photographed nude, touched inappropriately, etc. That statistic is disgusting. Disgusting. Out of 12,447 children interviewed 53% that they had experienced some type of sexual abuse. And these, this is just people under 18. Again, that is where we are at as a society. And it's not just India. It's not just Desi countries. It is a pandemic. It is a pandemic. Sexual abuse is a pandemic. And again, educating ourselves, guys, that's all we can do. Educate ourselves, spread that, inform, call it out, be active bystanders that engage in what we're viewing whether that be through hints and hearsay or actually being there moving on to talking about sexual violence against men in india india has only come out with laws protecting women when it comes to sexual violence which might make sense to some people because women are the ones who are being targeted the most of the time most of the time but we must also be aware that men also face sexual violence but are less likely to report it because it might degrade the sense of masculinity or machismo that is societally enforced upon men. Whether people want to admit it or not, it takes a brave human being to 
stray away from the gender norms that they have. And women have that too. Straying from femininity and displaying more masculinely or gender neutral is also incredible and a huge feat. But to be a man and, and stray from your masculinity in terms of a sexual assault and not feeling like you can talk about your sexual assault because you have to uphold your masculinity is a sad reality that society has created for men. And the truth is, is that sexual violence does not have bounds. It is not limited to a gender. Violence is violence. In an interview included in the India Times reports, they stated there are no instances of women raping men. I don't think men are facing serious sexual violence issues as women. However, two in five victims of domestic violence are men. And there, women can also be at fault in this narrative because of the lack of reporting that is done by men. And anybody can really, if anybody exists in society, they can see the stark difference in gender violence and who's being affected and who's putting that violence onto people. But that in and of itself can be abusive sometimes because there are that small population of men that are being sexually abused or having partners that are sexually violent. And society doesn't really treat that with belief. There's a lot of gaslighting when it comes to that environment. And one example of that, not necessarily in the South Asian community, but Johnny Depp and his, I believe his ex-wife or his ex-partner. Um, again, I don't know the facts of that situation, but he came out stating that he was abused by his wife and nobody really believed him. A lot of people did not want to believe him because he was a man. And, you know, our society has a big anti-men joke that's kind of happening. It's also kind of not a joke because of the violence that's occurring that men are really creating. You know, there's a bad rep that men are getting. But again, that doesn't mean that we can't have compassion for the men that are experiencing sexual violence. Something else we can talk about now is, is media, Bollywood movies. Bollywood movies romanticize certain things that, that takes away the importance of consent. An example, pursuing a girl constantly and never give, giving up, even if she doesn't like the main character or the, or the main um, protagonist, the main guy in the, in the movie. And in the end, she always ends up with the guy. So there's this subconscious message that is, putting, that is being put into guys' brains that if you just keep pursuing them, if you keep showing up at their house and getting beat up by their fathers and, you know, doing the whole nine yards, that they'll end up with you. And we're kind of moving out of this extremely hyper-romantic age into the age of consent where hopefully there will be less abuse because we're teaching men, we're teaching people the importance of consent. And media influences society in a way that I don't think people give it enough credit. You know, from the shows we watch, the movies we watch, the music we listen to, there are a lot of messages that are implicitly being put into our subconscious and we act accordingly, not realizing the violence that that creates. So, you know, that's a lot. We talked about a lot today. And again, I'm very sorry to the people that feel personally, um, have been personally victimized or feel victimized in any way or just that compassion fatigue that we're going through as a society right now, especially when it comes to sexual assault. My heart is with you. ACD Chat Masala is with you. 
you know, we can talk, I, I mentioned this in every episode, but we can talk technically about these things, but at the end of the day, the important, important, important part of stepping up in this conversation is by asking your friends. If you're a guy listening to this, or if you're a girl listening to this, but predominantly if you're a guy listening to this, bring up that conversation with, with women. And, and women don't have to be, f- let me watch my words here. Women do not have to be raped for you to have to listen. Women can be catcalled. Women can be made uncomfortable in small spaces. Women can be uncomfortable on their own family dinners. Women can feel uncomfortable in the most public of spaces and you should be educated about it. You should be asking about it. Women can be assaulted in the most intimate of spaces with people that they felt and have trusted for years because men are not taught how to act when it comes to situations like that. There is the eyes on, eyes on the prize mentality that people hold and that men predominantly hold. And women all over the country are being hurt for that. Women in our South Asian communities are being hurt by that. And the rhetoric that we're teaching our girls, not every South Asian family, but many South Asian families of just stay quiet and not talking about sex, not educating our girls on sex, not educating our boys on sex or consent is harming our community. And so I urge you guys, like I urge you in every episode, to talk about it. Further the discourse, have the difficult conversations, and be uncomfortable. When moments like that happen, whether you're a victim or if you feel like you've done something assaulty, for lack of a better word, sit back and educate yourself. Talk to people, admit your wrongs, apologize, and learn. And then teach your brothers to do that, teach your sisters to do that, and it will slowly but surely impact our society in a small way that will create a ripple and then impact it at large. Again, ACD has your back, everyone. I have your back. And if you've ever felt or been through something regarding a sexual assault, no matter your gender, no matter your sexual orientation, please come and talk to us about it and we'll get you connected to the right people and, you know, USF's resources as well. And I'm very proud of um, anyone that has done any work with, you know, um, victim advocacy and just working to teach about consent. I know I have a few friends that I've worked with, you know, groups like that, and I have so much respect and appreciation for you all. And, you know, together we are fighting, we are fighting the statistics to see those statistics get lower and lower every year. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I appreciate you listening to the difficult conversations. I appreciate you adding to the conversations and keep talking about it. Keep being active bystanders bystanders, and together we'll do better. Take care.